Hello and welcome to this week's MSPS podcast broadcast. Although it's just me from the team today, I do have the rest of the team working behind the scenes so we can bring you today's episode. Thank you for being patient with us today as we gathered everyone we needed. I'm excited to have some entertainment to be joining us. We have some comedians as our guests today. And here shortly, I'll be introducing Jesse Ever, also known as Kid Ever, and Adriana Garland. This episode, we will be discussing industry buzzwords. So be, be sure to type your questions into the comments section because we will have a Q&A session at the end of this broadcast. So throughout this dreadful pandemic, we've adopted some phrases pertaining to what we're going through and the state of things. There are many words and phrases we're tired of hearing, tired of using, and definitely tired of living through. I'm not sure if some of you remember, but when I was a kid, we had Pee Wee's Playhouse on television. He had a word of the day. Here is a clip of that program as a reminder. Right. For the rest of the day, whenever anyone says a secret word, scream real loud! So while you're tuning in, feel free to scream when you hear some of these buzzwords. If you're working from home, maybe you'll scare the cat or the dog will join you in a celebratory howl. So I know one word that I'm tired of hearing, and I actually use it a lot too, so I'm guilty of this, but that would be the word pivot. Oh, here we go, pivot. Another one may be the new normal. How about social distancing? Another one may be panic buying. How about virtual events? And hybrid events. We even have a few somewhat derogatory terms. I recently learned that someone who shames someone in public for forgetting to wear their mask is sometimes referred to as a mask pole. Okay, enough of that for now. This is how dialects are created. We use common language to communicate on a level in which we can all understand and to comfort us. It can be extremely cringeworthy when it is born of trauma. I think we're all a little tired of hearing these things and using these phrases ourselves in general, but with 2020 being such a health challenging and economically difficult year, one could say that the trauma associated with the last seven plus months we've collectively lived has made us all exceptionally tired of hearing and using these terms. I'm sure I can speak for most of us when I say I'm certainly ready to get back to a sense of normalcy. Gatherings, not having to remember my mask, not having to sanitize to the point of pathology, and of course, events. I'm excited to welcome some funny folks today. I'd like to welcome Jesse Ever, also known as Kid Ever. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell us about 
your comedy chops and a little about yourself? Um, as briefly as possible, comedy just kind of happened by accident. Uh, as many people know, I have four degrees. I do a lot of teaching and tutoring and training and whatever for academic purposes for people. I also have uh, been painting and drawing and singing my whole life. So artistically, you know, I was headed other avenues and comedy just sort of took over. And I guess I got good at it because I get paid to travel and tell stupid jokes to strangers now. So. <laughs> um, yes. And as of this year, uh, I'm on the production team of, uh, we have a new channel, BMG Comedy, and we're expanding to a Spanish BMG Comedia, and then an all-female Viva La Femme, so we're going to have a total of three comedy channels. And that's what we did with our uh, quarantine time while we stayed productive. That's awesome. I can't wait to see all that. And I've been to your shows, of course, and I definitely enjoy your stand-up, so I really appreciate you being here and giving us your time. So now that we're here discussing these buzzwords, are there some that are particular, particularly cringeworthy to you that maybe you're tired of hearing? <laughs> I'd say, honestly, it's anything that goes with uh, anywhere from unprecedented to the new normal to any, anything that makes it sound like this is a big scary thing and yeah anything that makes it sound like we should be scared or we should be depressed it's like i feel like they're they're trying to box us in and whoever they is is whoever's delivering the message at any time and make you feel like oh i should be scared oh i should be depressed and look i'm not i'm not one of these people pretending like there's not a pandemic and there's no problem but be smart be rational and adjust and so i mean again by adjusting we made comedy channels while everyone else was freaking out and while a lot of people were dealing with shutdowns and everything we found ways to do uh careful comedy a lot of it's outside events where everyone's nice and spread out and so i've still been touring and now i'm scheduling tours for other people so i mean it's if you if you just cave and you crack and you just go okay i guess it's unprecedented. No, it's not. This has happened before. It's the first time we've had enough technology to really adjust quickly to something That's like a good point. this. But there have been pandemics before. You know, there have been, we've had problems that have, you know, caused international disaster and panic and whatever in the past. But, you know, right now we're poised to be able to adapt more readily. And I just, I think it's kind of silly for anyone to be kind of like driving us into the mentality that we should all be collapsing and we all need therapy and we all need medication because god it's, it's it's as terrible as you let it be i mean if you find a way to change path through this i've been doing better than ever because i adapted quickly and i picked up the pieces and i've been getting other people jobs through this where you know everybody's like how is this happening i'm like because we're being creative You've, you've become a master of adapting throughout it. So. Well, I kind of was before. I mean, I've had a very bizarre life as, well, as you know, my life hasn't exactly been <laughs> anywhere. I mean, nobody's life is normal, but I've been a little bit further out of the ordinary than, than most with some of the things that have happened to me. So I've just gotten used to learning how to just adjust quickly. And so like when this happened, this year happened, everybody's like, oh my God, isn't it terrible? I'm like, eh. Sorry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, like, oh no. my god. 
But I'm, when I'm like, oh, I've been through worse, people are like, geez, what kind of life is that that you've been through worse? But I mean, it's true, you know. You should write memoirs. I mean, I just kind of do it verbally on my stand-up now, and well, you can with when you can talk to your other guests. You know, our our interactions have found their way into my stand-up. She and I do kind of like a little duo thing sometimes now, and uh, and it's hilarious. But I've actually had some crowds almost start to cry because I, you know, I get them to really know me, but then as soon as it sounds like it's you know sappy instead of happy, uh, then I just start hitting with punchlines, and everybody's like, oh, okay, we can. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay to oh, laugh now. You know. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's um, that's like Chris, Christopher Titus was one of those that I thought his, his life has been really tragic and really difficult. He's able to make it funny, and it's it's done so well that you're not you don't feel bad about laughing about it because he's found the humor in the situation. And so should the audience, right? Exactly. It's, yeah. it's what you have to do if you're going to make it out, you know, and. Before I met you, you know, when I was just getting started in comedy, which everything happened so quickly, with I had friends that got me hired on shows to make me get out of the house and deal with my life again because I was a mess. I was crying and dealing with, you know, some losses and just fell apart. And I literally, I fell apart and started crying on stage at three different open mics when I was trying to get started again. And like in in front of every there, it's funny now because I mean I'm fine now, but you know it's so funny to see the reactions because they were like, "Don't look at him! Oh my God, what is happening? Should we take the microphone away?" <laughs> oh man, well that's one of the no resiliency though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a well, I had a girl so tell me a couple of weeks ago. She goes, um, I, I had this girl tell me. She goes, "Wow, you're, you're to get through all that and be where you are now. You're so strong." And I was like. I don't know if, if you can say it's the same thing when you're just kind of desensitized from severe trauma, but okay, I'll go with strong. I like strong. It sounds good. But <laughs> I'm excited. So you, you and Andriana, we're going to bring on Miss Andriana Garland here and see this interaction between the two of you. So Andriana, if you're still with us, hopefully your connection has stayed with us. Do we still have her? There she is. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. Hi. Well, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Please take a moment to tell us about yourself, how you got started in comedy, and then um, please enlighten us with some of those buzzwords that you're tired of hearing and saying. <laughs> so I moved here a little over a year ago from Israel. Uh, I was actually an entertainer working for the various uh, English-speaking foreign embassies. Because if you think about it, uh, everyone from all those 50 or 60 embassies, they speak their native language, be it Nigerian or Japanese or Hungarian or whatever, and they speak English. They don't generally speak Hebrew, and they all, thankfully for my sake, <laughs> use English as a language to communicate with one another. So I was able to um, be shared as an entertainer, a DJ, MC, comedian, etc., for everyone's various parties. Um, so it was a pretty awesome gig. Uh, <laughs> so that's how I got started in comedy, actually. It was several years ago there. Um, I was booking entertainers and like, we can't find an English-speaking comedian. You're the MC of the show. Like, do you do comedy? And I was like, how far away is the event exactly? And they were like, in three weeks. And I was like, yeah, I'm amazing at comedy. I'm super good. I can just do the comedy for you, no problem. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I've done my whole business life is when someone's like, oh, I need such and such for a party. You know, I'm like, oh, 
how far in advance are we talking? <laughs> and then I just <laughs> learned how to do it. Um, I was working for a church also in Jaffa and they were like, Andriana, do you know how to sing in Latin? We need someone to do Ave Maria for Christmas or whatever. And I was like, um, yeah, I'm super good at singing in Latin. <laughs> and I learned it in time and it was great. Um, so for that's me, so cool. as someone who moved to, sorry? I said, that's so cool that you, that you were able to say, yeah, I can do it, you did it. <laughs> well, like Jesse, I'm an overly confident person. Uh, <laughs> no, so for me, the buzzword, the new normal has been around a lot because um, due to my ex-husband's career, I moved constantly um, to various places and I'd have to try to find whatever new niche market I could rebuild my life into at the time. Um, so my life was a series of new normals, whether it was living in a foreign country or having a totally different job. Um, so much so that even before the pandemic started, I was already sick of that word. I was like, can my life just be normal normal for five minutes <laughs> i'm exhausted <laughs> i also oh gosh, I really just, just i hate the word social distancing because as a performer um covid has completely destroyed my business because i had five different jobs all of which don't exist with social distancing um, and right. you can be as creative as you want, as Jesse is, but most of the stuff that I do, face painting and balloon twisting and entertaining people face to face, um, you can't you can't face paint and social distance or do that on Zoom at the same time. So, um, yeah, those COVID really did financially. <laughs> what? I said Snapchat filters definitely aren't the same as actually painting your face. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I, you know, during all this disaster, this of course has completely shut down the events industry, which here at MSPS, that's what we do. And so of course we've moved over, dare I say the buzzword pivot. Here we go, pivot. definitely pivoted. <laughs> so we, we have pivoted to hybrid and virtual events and we're still waiting to get back to physical events. And um, so while we're talking about that, I mean, I know about the Zoom shows. Let's bring on both of you comedians. Let's talk about this. So I've, you know, I've been to the, some of the Zoom shows. I've seen, I've seen it and I've definitely seen kind of the strengths and weaknesses. And to me, it looks like that's kind of a whole new skill set you have to learn because I know with comedy, it's, I know I'm sort of a comedy fangirl, I'll admit that. So I know that there are several markers you have, don't laugh, just know this, but there are several different markers that you have. So it's, it's delivery, timing, presentation, not just material. And so I've seen enough of the Zoom shows to see how some of these, uh, some of the performers it's really a new skill you have to learn. You don't have the interaction of the crowd and then of course Zoom has the latency. So the laugh comes over, maybe the punchline of the joke and sometimes they have to go back. I mean, it, to me, it looks like that could be more difficult than even being on a stage sometimes. 
It's definitely more difficult because you don't have the haptic feedback, the applause, the laughter coming at the right time to kind of let you know, do they like the joke? Or is this the kind of vein that I should be going through? The crowd work is much more difficult because you want to interact with people. No one likes to sit and be talked at for an hour. It's very boring. They want to feel like it's interactive. So you do have to develop a new set of skills to be able to interact with the Zoom show the same way you would in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it depends on how it's done, honestly, because, well, Andy, the one that you did with us was done very differently than some of the other ones you've seen. Because with us, we have a dedicated tech team. We have, they have you on a spotlight. Everybody's cameras and microphones are on. So you do have a crowd and then they just mute them if they have background noise. So there's a lot that goes into doing it successfully. But because of the delay, there is an adjustment. I, I mean, I adjusted pretty quickly, like, the first time I did an open mic just to test it out with green screen and everything, by the time I was done with that, I was ready with the delay. So when I was kind of training other people on how to do it, I was telling, well, Jim Perry, who owns the new comedy club in town, um, and he was like, I was telling him, like, you know, normally you hold for your laugh when you know it's coming, when you hit a good punchline, but you have to wait an extra beat. And he was like, oh, my God. He's like, how do you, he's like, are you just really ready? Are you just totally commit? I said, yeah, you, you have to just really just have the guts to just sit and, and commit to the joke and you know it helps if you've been if you're used to being on camera I mean I used to get interviewed a lot I used to be involved in activism and local politics and everything back in college so I mean I was on the local access it wasn't you know major channel or anything but I was on local access every week so being used to being on camera makes it a lot easier to adjust to something like this because I'm like okay well I've been on camera plenty in my life and then now I'm used to being on stage so when you blend those two you just have to kind of make a couple other adjustments and you're, and you're good to go but if you're only used to being on stage then it's going to be problematic when you have to adjust to camera and delays and everything else that goes into it you know yeah that's I can imagine like I mean because you, you obviously you have to have that sort of we talk about resiliency you have to have that resiliency and how a crowd's going to receive you and then what if you run into hecklers and things like that it just seems like you're taking to me it seems like you're taking those same dynamics of things that aren't so fun about maybe doing comedy and then just compounding them and compressing them into a zoom show <laughs> that's what it's it like. is a little harder to do with a virtual sorry no the virtual i just said it <laughs> the delay. It is a little harder with a virtual event too sometimes to build an audience because part of the people want reason they go to a club, a comedy club or something else is because they want to get dressed up, they want to be seen, they want to have fun, they want to feel that social interaction. So the trick for creating a virtual event, if I can use that word twice in a sentence. Um, <laughs> there we go. I need the screen. <laughs> to make it fun and exciting enough that there's a draw that makes people still want to do something that's just online where they're not going to get the other benefits of a live event. New benefits in. Yeah, good point. I like it. Well, I want to remind the audience as we're sitting here speaking to please type your questions into the comment section so that when we have our Q&A, maybe you have some burning questions for some of these community professionals we have here. So, I mean, obviously there's some of the painful things is that that latency we were talking about. Um, that I don't know, I've seen some hosts, you know, in a good Zoom comedy show, you have, you have a really good host. 
who's able to kind of move through some of those nuances if, if the screen freezes and somebody sort of has to take the show back when, when they were in the middle of their bit and they had a, had a punchline coming and <laughs> where'd the punchline go? Now they're frozen on the screen because we are relying on internet now, which in 2020 is much better than it used to be, but we're still very much working through <laughs> how to make it where it is reliable enough to have sort of a con like a constant stream. So um, Andriana, Jesse, have you guys done any of the hosting or have you worked with better versus worse hosts? Are there like strengths or weaknesses? You can kind of, I'm not asking you to get tips so much, but maybe observation. <laughs> We've done so much together this year. I mean, like for a while we were, we had what, like, I think six gigs in a week and a half that were all together. So that was funny. Um, with the Zoom stuff, I jumped into hosting pretty quickly. And actually, so I've been working on my Spanish because, so I worked for Viva Live, which is, it was a Spanish, prim primarily Spanish speaking and Spanish language uh, programming company. And now they've expanded. But um, when I did some of the stuff uh, hosting for Spanish events, I just wrote out a script with some help and just practiced it and then just made like a little teleprompter just a paper on either side of my camera and even hosted in Spanish but then uh yeah Andriana has done some of it as well because you uh introduced Tony Tripoli and you know we've we've done so much together on this and it's I don't know I think because we're both so experienced at the other side of it that we both adapted really quickly wouldn't you agree Andy? I mean, for me, I've always done mostly hosting. That's actually how I started comedy as, as an MC. Um, so I've always found that if you just prepare as a host for anything that could possibly happen, you won't end up being flustered and you'll still have a successful show. So like I pre-write little jokes and funny things for if their camera freezes and they can't get the punchline, like, oh my gosh, I'm sure that joke was going to be amazing. <laughs> or, you know, if someone... So their feed suddenly cuts out. I'm like, well, he clearly had a better gig to be at. So let's move on to the next comedian. You know, like you have to have <laughs> you have to have responses ready for things that are going to happen in the virtual world. And every week, I host a, a virtual show at least one, sometimes two. Um, and every week, something new happens where I'm like, all right, next time I'll be prepared for that because I didn't think that was going to happen. I was doing a wine tasting a few weeks ago where somebody was laughing because there was a comedian featured on the wine tasting and they laughed so hard that wine came out of their nose and covered their webcam. Um, and it was just so distracting. The comedian just totally lost his place. He had no idea what he was doing. And he was just like staring and not talking for a good two minutes. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna jump in here and fix like, this. Why did wine through the nose, coating a webcam, and making the comedian lose his place was not an eventuality that I was prepared for. But it is one that can happen. In so that was not what I was there. I was not your show, Jesse. You weren't funny enough to make someone shoot wine out of their nose. Well, you weren't there for most of it, so how would you know? <laughs> I know. I love when you stop telling jokes about me. Hmm? I said I oh, left, left when you stopped telling jokes about me. I know. As soon as you're like every relationship I've had, every time it stops being about you, you just walk out. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna pipe back to our um, producer. I know that we have to be mindful of everyone's time because we have some very busy entertainers on the line with us here, and I don't want to take up too much of their precious time. Colin, do we have any questions? Yeah, uh, I got one. They're wondering uh, where they can view these comedy sketches you actually talk about. Yeah, tell us. Um. If you so you can actually get a free account on Viva Live. Uh, you can get it through the app, or you can register on their website, VivaLiveTV.com. So once you're registered, and they'll try, try and sell you packages, and you can upgrade if you want, but you don't have to to watch ours because ours is one of the free channels. So once you're registered, you just go ahead and log in. And so we are BMG Comedy Channel 217. Our other two channels haven't launched yet; they're in production right now. So when you go to BMG Comedy Channel 217, you can see our cable specials. Some were filmed live, some were filmed with green screens virtually, but with a virtual audience that you can hear. So it's kind of groundbreaking in terms of how we developed it. And, you know, we have, again, the technical team runs all of that side, but it's really exciting that we got to be a part of kind of reinventing how to create, you know, filmed entertainment for cable throughout all of this. So it's been interesting. So you know, we all have our stuff. And so, well, and Andriana, I know, has, I gave you your, uh, copy of your stuff so you can put that on your YouTube or whatever so we might have it you know dispersed a bit more so that people can see it but both of us also perform all over the Phoenix area and I've been touring a lot I've been in Colorado a lot and I'll be in Vegas next month and then I might be in Texas the month after that so some people can see us just all over the place Right, I mean, we do still have live shows, and also because we're mm -hmm. comedians, or we have a live social media all the time that will tell you when the Zoom shows are going to occur and how you can see them. Um, I'm the only Andriana Garland with that spelling in the world, so if you Facebook me or Google me with the spelling they put up, uh, you'll find all the Zoom shows that I do weekly, and you can um, join. Yes, there we go. There's a spelling of my name. I'm the only one in the world, so... If you search for me, you'll find me, and all of my Zoom stuff is published on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you can always find out how to get to those shows. And mine come with wine, so even better. Yeah. Really That's kind awesome. of rules okay, out the morning audience, but they don't have to drink it. That's true. It, it it's also makes a nice accoutrement if you're decorating. Wine bottles are pretty. Yeah. So if anyone wants to, anyone who was in attendance today wants to email me, it's Candace, C-A-N-D-A-C-E at M-S-P-S-Global.com. If you want to email me, I'll be sure and get you in touch with these wonderful performers. So if you want to catch their shows and you were in the middle of things and you didn't catch this broadcast, which of course will be recorded on our YouTube, on our Twitch channel, and on our Anchor page. But feel free to email me and I'll be sure to, to connect you and get you those resources so that you can see them and follow up with those shows. Mm. Colin, do we have any more questions? As of now, actually, hold on, I'm trying to. <laughs> Our busy well, producer is juggling a great many things. I'm sorry, say that again? So while he's, I said our while he's looking for juggling. <laughs> The delay oh, is going on. <laughs> uh, while he's looking to see if there's any more questions, would you like uh, Andy and I to talk a minute or two about our ridiculous friendship and how it came about? <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so she got here, I think it was, well, 
whenever you got here, I met you July of last year. So July of last year, our mutual friend brought her to my open mic and we were talking and uh, she assumed it was safe to flirt with me because she thought I was gay. So. Still do, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. And so she says at one point, just being funny, she goes, oh my God, it's so adorable. Like you have three kids and I have four kids. Like we could have our own little yours, mine and ours story together someday. I was like, that is adorable, but I've already had a vasectomy, so I could only give you ghost babies. And I was like, I don't know what those are, but I know I don't want any. Then, so we've, but we've done so much together that we got closer and closer over the last year and still never dated, but just we do everything else together. And we were having dinner one night and she was complaining about these psycho guys that she's had to turn down and how they all call her you can imagine the names that they call her you can you know i'm sure you've heard them for other and uh you know they harass her and they stalk her and just ridiculous threats and bizarre and she was like oh my god there isn't a single man who can handle rejection i was like andy i asked you out when we first met she's like oh my god that's right you did wait how come you can handle it so much better than these guys and i was like andy my terminally ill fiance the love of my life cheated on me and then she left me and then she died if you don't want to see a movie with me i think i'll survive <laughs> i love how when you do my voice jesse i sound like i'm like 14 <laughs> and like from the <laughs> that's definitely how I'm. i think my speaking voice is actually deeper than your speaking voice i think <laughs> like you're probably right it was so oh funny, though, because okay. your face, it was so great because she was like, wait, I thought you made all that up for comedy. I was like, am I a terrible person? And she goes, wait, is that why you asked me when we met if I had any terminal conditions? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, apparently I've got a type. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I just wanted to say uh, that the comments or what is it the commentary uh in this broadcast does not necessarily reflect the attitudes and thoughts of msps global no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no thank you so much uh, both of you for joining we are going to wrap up today because i know that you both have appointments that you need to make and we appreciate your time so much so thank you so much for joining and again if anybody wants some follow-ups from this broadcast candace c-a-n-d-a-c-e at mspsglobal.com we're here every other thursday at 11 a.m arizona time please tune in next time in which we will be talking about how hosts seeing events that's live virtual or hybrid can bring you more business and again thank you to our comedians jesse kid ever and adriana garland and we look forward to seeing you next time thank you so much for tuning in we hope you had a good laugh and that you enjoyed it today have a great day <laughs>